Meg's Menopause is an intimate beauty solution personally developed to target those changes every woman goes through. A complete range of uniquely formulated products from skincare to supplements brought together to help women during and after the menopause with 100% vegan products and expertly formulated from personal experience to help you look and feel better. From MM Rosy Rain Cooling Spray to MM Blossom Love Intimate Spray, let's show the menopause who's boss. to the second series of the beauty of it all now this is the beauty obsessed big sister that you've always wanted this episode is hosted by me nadine baggett with superdrug and myself and my guests will be taking an in-depth look into where all the older women are in beauty asking the all-important question does the beauty industry have an age issue Joining me on the podcast today will be Louise Boyce, mother of three, model for over 25 years, influencer and podcaster campaigner, and Ruby Hammer, MBE, who is a renowned makeup artist and brand creator. We'll start with the big question first. Where are all the older women in beauty? We'll look at the types of campaigns featuring older women. You know, the ones for wrinkle creams or the one for the hair products that covers greys. But we'll also ask why, when older women use more than just these beauty products, they are so very rarely represented. So, do you all think the beauty industry is lacking older women? Who's going first? <laughs> Hello. Um, hi, I'm going to, I'm, I've, I'm very excited about this podcast and thank you for having me on. And, um, yes, I definitely do think the beauty industry is lacking older women. Um, I think it's important to understand that the older women are the fastest growing demographic in the world. And that's something that, you know, beauty brands need to recognize and, uh, embrace it rather than put an age limit to certain beauty brands and beauty products. I just find it all a bit, all a bit bonkers, to be perfectly honest. Ruby. Hello, darling. I'm, I'm also really chuffed to be talking to my old friend, Nadine. And hopefully <laughs> I'm looking at Louise and I'm thinking, have I ever made you up before? I can't, I don't know. In your- do you know what? I, 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 I was wondering the same thing as well. I mean, you do seem really familiar, but then it, maybe it's because I follow you on Instagram and. No, I think I've made you up and I can't think when. But well, well, let's do it again. Yes, yes, <laughs> let's, let's. So when you say, where are the old women? I think there's definitely a shortage. I mean, but if you look at us, no disrespect to Nadine, you're a lot younger, Louise, but Nadine is past 50 and I'm one year short of 60. So we are still... What? In, yes. Oh my so gosh. We are, we are in the industry and someone like Nadine has started off her sort of YouTube channel and whatever she's doing on Instagram and she holds herself really, really well. But there's still an outward thing where it's become specialists, where either menopause or like... Like it said, you know, it's not, I think there's a twofold thing. There's a bit more presence on some funkier brands on social media, but on the, across the mainstream, unless it's, it's not that obvious. It's exactly like you say, it's for covering the greys or some sort of wrinkle cream. It's still these kind of separate niches. When you're talking about the older women in the beauty industry, are you talking about a certain age bracket? Like, is it 40 to 50, 50 to 60, 60 to 70 and so on? Or, or you know, what, what age bracket are we talking about? 
I just think it's about the age. I don't think it's specific in terms of an age. I mean, I would say roughly sort of 40 plus, but it's the age at which you suddenly feel that you're not reflected back. That moment mm. where you walk through a beauty hall, you're in your teens and 20 and you just see yourself reflected back in advertising. And one day you walk through a beauty hall and you're just not reflected back. You're not in any of the ads. You're not in any of the point of sales. You're not being targeted by anybody. And yet, as you said, Louise, it's the time at which you have the most money to spend on yourself. So that's what's really exactly. ironic about it. It's quite shocking, actually, because I still think that there's a subcategory between that, because I think 40, below 50, 40 is a new 30. You know, there's a lot mm. of late mums now. You know, they're, they're not having children in their 30s. They're having them in their 40s. They're successful women. They may have gone back to work or they're being superwoman. You know, they're working and doing their new family for the first time. And then it gets past 50. And I felt it worse when I hit 50. And it came at a time when I was also going through my menopause so my mum had died and it threw me into that and I think I sort of tried to be objective and say maybe I'm just feeling this because I'm going through a menopause myself and I'm mourning my mum and blah 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 but Nadine is right you'd go whereas before you'd walk past something and they'd all come to ask you or do you want to try this do you want to go here now they just let you walk along thinking oh you must be going towards dressing gowns or god knows bedroom slippers you know walk I don't know. So there is a <laughs> moment where your ego hurts because you think, do they not know who I am? Do they not see that yeah. I've got money to spend? Like, ask, yeah, exactly. Ask me it's, it's bonkers. Me. But it's, you get very subtly and sometimes not very subtly ignored. And it's quite mm. soul destroying, actually, because you think, well, what do I do now then? Where do I, where do I get a bit of love from me wanting to? <laughs> give my money out. So, and that's, as Nadine said, we're in the industry. When I, so I've grown up in the beauty industry and it's a beauty industry I'm really passionate about and I absolutely love and I love magazines and I love the, yeah, totally. So we've grown up in it, all of us as a makeup artist, as a journalist, as a model. And I think, and whenever I speak about this publicly, I always say, I'm going to speak to you about ageism and are you ageist? And nobody wants to admit they're ageist. And then I always say to them, but don't feel bad because when I was young, I was ageist too. And I think it's really easy to dismiss an older woman. But when I actually speak to brands about it and retailers about it, I speak in a language they understand, which is that you do realize you're crazy, right? Because women over 50 have all the money. You do realize we have more discretionary ad spend than anybody else. And also we're the generation that grew up with Madonna as our sort of magical, imaginary older sister. <laughs> exactly. We were never going to be quiet about this. We were never going to disappear over the horizon and start crocheting, were we? Which in a way, <laughs> previous never. generations have had. So I feel like we're the first engaged generation to stand up and say we won't be ignored. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, even um, looking at my my mum, she's 73. And she's like... A 50 year old as in her sense of life and excitement and adventure and her skin and her makeup and everything she's she's not your average 73 year old whereas my grandmother I remember her 80th birthday party and I've still got photographs and she's just seems so much older than what my mother is now and it's a generational thing as you said and 
is that the rise again of, of social media, of what we're seeing and we want to, you know, we do want to still look good and feel good. And, and again, really what you were saying, my mom went into like a big department store and was like, you know, what? I'm going to spend some money. I want some new beauty products. And she spent 400 pounds wow. on a complete like revamp of her skincare routine. Whereas a 21 year old or even a 31 year old probably wouldn't spend that money. Yeah. Whereas my mom was like, I've got this money now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend it on myself. Yet the, the pit, cause I spoke with her about this yesterday in depth actually. It's really interesting what she was saying. And she said that obviously all of the pictures, um, in the department store of these models were, you know, like a quarter of her age. Um, you know, and she was like, I want to see, she was like, I want to see more women my age. I mean, she still brought the the products. Sorry to interrupt you there, but you've also hit the nail on the head there that look, there are two categories in beauty. There's cosmetics or there's the skincare, hair care, whatever. So in a younger woman, I find she spends more on her cosmetics at the beginning. So if it's a high-end luxury thing, she'll buy that palette, even if it's £120 or Mm. something like that. Whereas women of my age or 40 plus, they're they're looking at it two ways. They're looking at to spend on cosmetics that are going to be suitable for them, but they're also doing, because we're living a hell of a lot longer. So those brands out there should realise, touch wood, we're not just going to keel over when we've hit 65 or retire at that age or whatever and then do the crocheting knitting. We've actually, we have so much knowledge about sun care and skin care and all the different mm. things and they're at the, and if you want good quality ingredients, we're, we're willing to invest uh, into your skincare, like your mummies, like my, my late mum, she passed away at 67, eight years ago, but she was also that kind and it cut across the board. So her fashion, she'd go to Mango and she says, there's some lovely things in there and I bought this for me, but they've got all these other things that you'd like. But she did it to fit herself and she did that with makeup, Mm. she did that with skincare. So I know that if she was around, she would be telling me, what should I be buying now, Ruby? What's out there? What's this? (laughs) What's that? And they've either got that joie de vivre, which I think as a generation now... They have, and they're interested. They sit and they look at YouTube. They'd listen to someone like Nadine to guide them and steer them on things that are age-appropriate or not age-appropriate, just things that are good out there that they think, yeah, that's got no age barrier. I can wear that. This is good for me. I should look at this product or that product. And then they look at their budget and they think, damn, I should invest in that. I can actually afford it and not buy two bottles of rosé less. I can have this in my mm. skincare. And it's it's like that. And I think some of the sort of, I think you see it a bit more on social media. Some people that are trying to be more diverse, more inclusive, but it's not just ageist, sexist. There's colour. There's that sort of... Mm. You might get it a certain, like, I've worked more now with a slightly older model, but again, they're they're very slim. They look gorgeous, Mm. no, you know, but they're not bigger lady, you know. So again, Mm. you're not going to see someone that's a bit more, is more size 16 plus, even if she's older Mm. or not. So even if, you know, there's all of that. So the body products are not for her. There's, there's many, many things where it's still segregated and discriminated against on mm. the main 
beauty mm. front. One of the main questions here was, no, absolutely, was do we think that social media has been a force for a change in this? And I have to say that despite all the negativity surrounding social media and the fact that it can be described as anti-social media, I think so the growth of social media has given women yes. a platform and a voice so that mm -hmm. along with inclusivity, diversity across skin tone, across ability, across gender, across sexual orientation, across all of those amazing platforms that we've had. I think for the first time ever, women over 40, 50, 60 and 70 have found their voice. And if you're brave, which is what I did, I started my YouTube channel at 53. If you're just willing to take that leap of faith, you will find your audience. And when I started my YouTube channel, I think I thought I was just speak to women my age, but actually I speak to all a whole host of generation because good quality advice and experience is applicable to all. And it's the same for you. You know, you've grown up in the industry, Louise, you've been a model as a, a young woman. You're a, a model now mm -hmm. in your middle years. You will carry on working literally forever. Ruby, I love the <laughs> fact that when we work together, I want your experience. I want to be made up by a woman who understands the unique needs of my face. And it's the same with skincare. It's the same with makeup artists. What's your experience within social media? Do you think social media has given women of all ages a platform? 100%. I totally agree with what you're saying. Social media has made everybody have a voice, have an opinion and for it to be heard. And people are listening. Brands are listening and because of the rise of social media, you are seeing more diverse campaigns, as you're saying, with if it's age or colour, ability, size. We're seeing that so much more now. And that's something that I'm really grateful for when it comes to social media. Nadine, as you were saying, you started your YouTube page um, in your 50s. And that's fantastic. And before social media, that would never have happened. There wouldn't be people like me, like my mother, looking at your YouTube videos and going, wow, this is great advice. And she knows what she's talking about. And thank you. There's somebody that I can actually relate to. That would never happen. If there wasn't social media, we'd still be stuck. And I really believe this. I think we'd still be stuck in um, your campaigns where it's like a 25-year-old modeling anti-wrinkle cream and all this jazz. We're like, what? And in, in as a model myself, I used to go to castings and one of the main questions was, how old are you? And you'd get that panic of, oh, uh, what do I say? Do I lie? And I used to call my agent saying, how old am I supposed to be for this casting? And they'd say, well, you're meant to be 21. And at the time I'd be like 24. And so I'd be, oh, I'm 21. And it, that doesn't happen as much now, which is great. Now it's more like, just be yourself, say how old you are, whatever. And thank goodness, because that is something that I've kind of been waiting for my entire career. Um, so yeah, I do think social media has been very positive in that respect. Totally, totally. And I think people like, you know, in the old, let's go back historically. It wasn't like it didn't exist. You had a few slightly older models. You've got things at L'Oreal mm. where you've got Helen Mirren and you've got Jane Fonda yep. and you've got all those ads that run on TV or in the pages. You've got someone like May Musk, who she doesn't exist in this country, but exists in America. You know, she's 72 and it's, she's the cover girl, one other extreme. So it's quite dynamic. At this end, all I can see is like Jennifer Aniston, who does the Avino ads. But somewhere 
it's still, you still don't see it as much as you need. You do see it much more on social media. There are some good brands, but it's still not enough. It's like everything else we need to do more. And these people have got spending power and they're still being blatantly ignored. And I don't want to dumb it down either. Why do you have to do it like that? Just do it like Nadine said, you want an expert, you want it relevant, you pick what you want for yourself. And so you just need somebody to be aware of the things that are relevant across the board. I, th- I think good beauty advice is ageless. I think good skin mm. advice is ageless. That's the important mm. thing. So when people say to me, will you do a video about skincare in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s? And I say, no, because a spot is a spot is a spot. Dull skin is dull skin is dull skin. Mm. And I think it's the same with your hair. You can go grey in your 20s. I have friends in their 80s that haven't gone grey. I really think that beauty products are ageless. And I think all the every woman of every skin tone, of every ability, of every gender, of every gender identity, all you want is to see yourself reflected back. And I think the thing is, we've all grown up with those companies. We've all grown up with these companies. You know, I'm hugely investing in so many really big, brilliant beauty retailers and really big beauty companies. And then all you want essentially is to walk through a beauty hall and just see yourself reflected back. You want to see yourself reflected back on counter, mm-hmm. in ads, in point of sale, in skin color and shade selection. You just want to be included. That's all we want. And the irony is, is that women over 40 are more brand loyal than any other generation. When you're in your teens and your twenties, you flip through the beauty counters and you try to find what you want. But when you find that brand that speaks to you, my goodness, you love it so hard in your forties and beyond. And then Basically, what you want to do is you want it to embrace you back. You really do. It's Mm. so interesting how I think that beauty companies are doing better. And I think they're being forced to do better via social media and they've been called out to do better on social media. But I still think it's an ongoing process. And it's that sort of token, slightly slim, gorgeous, gray haired lady at the end of a lineup, isn't there? Mm. So you'll get, you'll get all these people of different sizes and different sexualities and different genders and different skin tones. And then there's this just really slim, slightly beautiful gray haired, token, gorgeous granny on the end. And I'm like, just a second here. Where are all the women in their forties? Where are all the women in their fifties? Where are all the women in their sixties? Where are we, why aren't we being reflected back? And, and I think it's very interesting because I'm with you completely. I think social media has been a, a hugely positive form it, in that and, movement within there, our there's industry. There's still a way to go in that, you know, like what Nadine, you just said, and I'm just seconding all of what you've said and same with Louise, but, when I'm asked as a makeup artist, you know, that I still get interviewed for things and, and they go, what, what's this for this age group and that age group? And inside, because everyone thinks I'm so sweet natured and I'm very calm, which <laughs> I am. But when they ask that, and I've heard that for from the beginning of my career to now, I do do an internal eye roll ball when I think, again, you're asking me again where I've got to put it into this category that, so that a woman, if she's got, I, I feel like saying like with makeup, it's all about confidence and your knowledge and your spending power. So if you're so confident at 17, you can pull off this orange eyeliner 
and you have got the right tools to do it and the steady hands and you take the time and it looks and when you've got it on, you've got the pizzazz to carry it off. That's all it needs. It doesn't matter that you're 70. There might be a 20 year old who hasn't got that cachet or that confidence to carry it off. Well, who am I talking to exactly? But they do that and I do have to swallow and I said, all right then, okay. That goes with my other pet peeve, which is what's this colour for blue eyes? What's that colour for brown eyes? You know, it all goes <laughs> into that same kind of category that you do it because if you didn't do it and didn't find a way to still hit a wider audience, that avenue of knowledge would get smaller so I do swallow it's interesting that you say that though because going back to my mum I like to give her makeovers all the time like she comes around every Friday and she looks after the kids and I'm like oh mum can I try out this makeup on you and la 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 the amount of times she said to me I can't wear that color I'm too old or no you know on the picture you know the model is is in her 30s that I can't possibly wear it and I'm like mum it doesn't matter what she's wearing in the magazine if it looks good on you it's fine and she has this big um weird kind of like worry that she is going to be mutton dressed as lamb yeah she said that to me so many times I'm like why do you think so I'm like do you want to are you trying to make yourself look older and she's like well I don't really look my age and she doesn't so she's like but I, you know I, I don't want people to think that I'm trying to look younger and I'm like but why is that such a bad thing and, and she said well it's because that's what you look at these pictures in the department store and it is women that are predominantly younger so she's like so therefore it's not really for me so it's really interesting that you're saying that because makeup is for all ages, but she's got it in her head because she's not seeing images of herself enough that she can relate to that she can't wear certain makeup. She's looking to a brand to get approval to buy their products. And the yeah. way that a brand approves you to buy their products is to feature them mm. in their visual. Totally. It's really simple. The it's times so simple. I stand in front of brands and I do this talk and I just say, I forgive you. I was ageist when I was your age, but I'm telling you in the blink of an eye, you will be my age yeah. and it doesn't matter your gender. It doesn't matter your sexuality. It doesn't matter your skin tone. It doesn't matter your ability. If you feel invisible now, when you turn 40 or 50, you will be double invisible. <laughs> so what we need God. to do is to stand up and basically have a voice. And mm. that's where I think social media platforms like that are so important. Ruby, have you ever been discriminated against for your age? I think not outwardly, Nadine. Who would say that, oh yeah, I'm going to do that. But as I said, I'm in an industry and as a makeup artist, it is about the sort of cutting edge, trendy, so-called, I'm putting inverted, you know, in commas there. And at a certain age, I, I can't do that flying in and fly in the morning and go to a shoot and all that so my own body limits me to that but also so you don't get the very editorial things well I've heard it said to me an editor I said I've worked with them for years and suddenly they're still continue working I'm like how come I'm not used as a makeup artist for that shoot anymore they said oh no you know we're we're trying to find you know much more young sort of up Oh, coming. Drives me mad. And then I, and I look at it and I, and I just have to swallow very, very respectfully. I have to sort of swallow and I think, oh, they just don't think I'm trendy enough. Or I'm with a great agency now that looks after my needs as a, as an artist, as opposed to sending me willy nilly across the world and come back and do this. And you know, that I, I don't 
function that way anymore and it's not a trendy agency. So that trickle comes down to down and I won't allow that. So I still bust out thinking I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to still show that I'm relevant, but the onus is on me not to show the industry. I can still cut it. And right at the beginning of when my mum had passed away, so that was 2012, for about two years, because I, I, I did kind of take a little bit of time out to put her affairs in order and all that. So when I then reared my head, the social media was all about bloggers and influencers that had millions and hundreds of thousands of, uh, you know, followers. I only had a few and I felt it from brands. I have to say it very honestly. They, yep, same. They, I've they been there. didn't send me the same people that there were not all of them. The ones that were loyal and great to me, I will be eternally grateful to them because the turnaround has come. But gradually mm. they've realized this is about expertise and your voice. So I just had to swallow the indignity and think I've got to just make myself relevant and do it to say, no, that's your loss, not mine. I can help you if you ask me this way. And I think there's a small turnaround in all of that, but there needs to be more of it much, much, much more of it because somebody like Louise's mother can then have the confidence to not go out there and her herself think, oh, this isn't appropriate for me. I'm being mutton dressed as lamb. She should actually go there and feel, do you know what? This is right for me. I don't know your mum's name, but this is right for me and not just taking it as across the board of her age or type. I also think you're part of a generation of the greatest makeup artists. Bless for me, you. so when I think I totally about people well. like <laughs> totally. Pat McGrath, totally. I think about Mary Greenwell, yes. I think about these amazing makeup artists, Louise Rowe, I just think, for me, I guess maybe that's something that comes with age. I'm not looking for a flash in the pan. I'm looking for experience. Absolutely. I want nothing Absolutely. more than to turn up on a shoot or to turn up at the doctor's office or to turn up. I want to see experience. I want to, I respect experience. So I become, and I'm sure that's something that happens with age. The older I get, the more I want to be surrounded by people who have as much experience, if not more experience than myself. So, it, and, and I've never looked better than when you oh, made me bless up. You, Ruby bless you, bless you, bless you. Discover the Superdrug Optimum Retinol Range, specially formulated skincare that contains a highly effective form of stabilized retinol to help increase cell turnover and target fine lines, wrinkles, dullness, and uneven skin tone. With products which include a serum, a day cream, eye cream, and many more on great offers. Shop the Optimum Retinol Range and give your skin the treatment it deserves. The only thing I can say is people have made you up. And, and the best thing is, Nadine, you make yourself up like a goddess. I, her skills are superb. She does. And she's great at doing her hair and she's great at skin. She's great at makeup and the way she dresses herself. That's just Nadine. She's amazing. So when I got that job with her, or when I get a job like that with her, and I, I just know that I need to, because I've studied her and I've known her over the years and I count myself lucky to call her a friend, but I do that with every model that I now search. If I got the job with you now, I would look at you on Instagram, not wait for the 
not wait for your portfolio or whatever. I look at the brief and then I'll earmark some things that would be lovely for you. But I don't just get my old nasty formulas out and say, oh yeah, that's an old lady, that'll do for her. No, I, I still bring the most cutting edge formulas and colours that would look and then I might try to persuade that that subject sitting in front of me so irrespective of what age to say this is how I can push it like I did with a model on a it was a it was a woman and home shoot beauty shoot and she was an older uh, model a Dutch model Marielle and in the beauty they didn't think I'd end up using glitter and I said my god this formula is you put your finger in here put it in your eyes and it's unbelievable they didn't end up using it in the shoot but the model and the beauty director they loved it and I'm still hoping somewhere it will turn up in the outtake to show she carried off a full-blown glitter eye makeup with her grey hair superbly so it's about that it's going back to what you're saying with um social media and uh, not having the, the the best experience as a makeup artist or a photographer like in my in my experience one of the negative things about social media is you could have a fantastic makeup artist um who's been in, in the industry for years and makes me look absolutely insane and then they might not have a big following on social media and that's one of the reasons why I started social media because I was getting forgotten about um especially a mum of 3 um, in my late thirties, you know, brands, clients, even my previous agency were like, well, you're kind of done, you know, you're, you're kind of damaged goods now. And so, and it, yeah, and I was losing work to other models that were younger and didn't have children. I think there is a big stigma on the fact that when you become a mother in the modeling industry, you can no longer work. And so that's why when I, and again, with the platform of social media being so positive for me, I started a blog called Mama Still Got It, which is basically like, yeah, I'm a mum, but I still want to look good. I still want to feel good. I, I still want to work in the industry that I love. Why not? Why can't I? And I think it is because of social media that my career has started up again. It is a massive factor in it. Um, so, so there are pros and cons to social media, but I, I guess for I, us, I have it's to been say, great. If you look at any of the sort of Victoria Secret models, let's take them, and the supermodels before of my era and Nadine's era, you know, all of those models now are mums, pretty much. Yeah. Christy Turlington, Cindy Crawford, this one, that mm. one. Now their children are modeling, but those ladies are mm. also modeling side by side with their kids in tow, you know, so, Somewhere there is this double-edged sword where now all those Alessandro Ambrosio, Manuela de Paola, the Brazilian big models that I worked with or the Russian girls I worked with at the top of their game, Claudia Schiffer, all that, if they've come back in a different way, they all have children. They, it hasn't yeah. stopped them. The only thing is, can you still cut the mustard? You know, are you still going to have energy when you come to the shoot? Because when you come to the arena, you've got to be a professional. So we're not, we're, we're not going to make excuses for somebody who isn't. But look at you. You're a mum of three, not one. And you're juggling. And when you're on the job, I bet you you're in there or you might sneak off at lunchtime. That's your time. And then you go and do what you need to do. And then you come back and you're a pro. And also there's an aesthetic now as well. Like before things used to get 
airbrushed a hell of a lot more, you know, so it doesn't matter what age you are, they were going to airbrush you out anyway, whether you were young or whether you're older. Now, there has to be some things where someone, God bless her, like Helen Mirren actually says, you can't, you could do something, but don't go bananas and airbrush me out until I don't look like I'm normal. You know, like someone Mm. like Jane Fonda, who I love, she knows she's had surgery, she's had a facelift, she's Mm. had this. She doesn't hide it, but she still does she still has a superb figure, wonderful hair and great makeup. Mm. And she looks and she's funny and she's with it. So she's amazing. More and more, we just have to, there just has to, it's like a, what is the chicken and egg scenario? Until we see more people that speak and speak to us, we're not going to be able to feel inclusive. But also brands can turn around and say, oh, well, it doesn't work like that. But that's not true. Like, look Nadine has said, there is money out there. They've got money to spend. So you're going to have to step into the arena, take it bull by the horns and just make it that bit more inclusive across the board. And then let's see. So otherwise, they will get left behind all the posters and point Mm. of sales in department stores and elsewhere. And this corona has shown us when for four months we couldn't go to a department store, where were we going? We were looking online where we're not looking at other Mm. people's campaigns Mm. looking at what you're looking at youtube looking at specialist things for whatever and they will go way ahead if they don't make this part of the mainstream can i just ask a question why do you think that the world generally is so obsessed with youth i don't think age is the issue here but how we perceive age and how we incorporate it and embrace it in our lives it's almost like we've been programmed to be obsessed with youth because that's the images that have been plastered to us on social media, in department stores. And maybe because people think that youth is maybe a symbol of good health and success. You know, as you said, uh, I think Ruby or, or Nadine both said earlier, you know, when women get to a certain age, do people think that we sit around knitting and crocheting, you know, which is crazy to think. I, I'm going to say it's a much, I don't know whether it's a philosophical thing or it's just a general human thing. I think... All of us as human beings, because we know that life has a journey, you know, as a start, there's a youth, there's a middle, and then there's a, your later wiser years. So I think as a race, we do like, we're attracted to the things we see as youthful, you know, because you have more strength, you're speedier. I touch on what Nadine said, it's perceived as healthier. Glow. There is mm. something. You can't not say we don't love what something, you, you know, like if you've got a, a young little baby, you know, when the, 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 the blonde hair and the, just, the, just the shine on that hair, the lush, lush lashes, the full Cheek, the cheeks and rounded and lush lips and all that. So it's inherent in us that we're attracted to it. We're drawn to it. You comment on it. Mm. Then as it gets on, so then of course you do that. And then as it gets on, but we, we just need to know that there are maybe certain cultures that don't, you know, like in the Indian culture or the African culture, they look le- later. People who are older has just have got as much cachet. It's that kind of thing where there is a place for that youthful thing. There is a place for middle age where you think you've learned from your mistakes of your youth. You've actually applied all that. You've made the money. You've made success. You've made yourself. You've forged ahead. And now you can enjoy that bit of it and give out the 
the, the wisdom you've learned to other people younger than that. Until we as a whole society take each compartment of or slot of that age, you know, journey and give it the same value, we seem to do that for the youthful part. Some of it for the, for the, for the 40 year olds plus before they're 50 to say, Oh my God, that was a, that was a self made. Look at this millionaire, zillionaire. He's made this, he's made that in below 40, you know, like all of that. Mm. And then as you get older, they don't look at it as though that that is a success in itself as well, that you are useful. You couldn't have got to that age if you hadn't maintained some sort of discipline or giving it that value across the ages. I agree, Ruby. I think anthropologists will tell us that we're hardwired yes. to find youth attractive yes. because mm. youth is a sign of health. Yeah. And I think the problem is that in the West, we've lost the same value systems for different stages in life. So we value youth over any other stage in life. And I think the problem with the beauty industry traditionally is it has seen age as a problem that needs to be solved. And getting older is absolutely and completely an honour that is not afforded to everybody. And the minute you can come back on that perspective and realise that getting older is not something to be fought against, not something to be um, corrected, but something to be welcomed and valued then you have a different perspective in life. And with that, as we all know, Mm. you become confident. And the minute you become confident, then you become dangerous. (laughs) Because if we were to put our confidence into our 18-year-old self, I'm sure we'd be completely obnoxious. But absolutely, the things that come with age are knowledge, wealth, both mentally and physically and spiritually, Mm. and confidence. And I just think if the beauty industry and the retail industry and the media industry could just value those things as much as a beautiful, plump, collagen-filled yeah. cheek, <laughs> then we'd be in the new world that we're all trying to fight yes, for. Definitely. Absolutely. I do think, I do think as well, there is, um, I think there is a massive comparison as well, as in, I think women almost compare themselves to other women. It's like women want to look good for other women. You know, like if you get a compliment, we love getting compliments, like your skin looks great or... Everyone loves anything. that. We no, love, we love, we we love to love get it. a compliment. We yeah. yeah, we all love it. And for me, it, what's weird is like as a, as a model, when people don't know what I do for a living, like when I first went to the school gates and met all the new mums, I didn't tell anyone what I did for a living until obviously you get to know people and they might have found me on Instagram or something. And as soon as people find out that you're a model, and I know that other models feel like this as well, you're instantly judged by everything, your skin, your body, your height, your wet, everything. It's like, oh, so you're a model. And, like, and the ma- I've had, you know, people say, oh, really? Oh, oh, okay. Um, sure. Okay. And and you're like, oh God, well, what does that mean? Like, do you think that's gross? But yikes. And um, my point is that makes me feel like sometimes I have to go the extra length at the school gates to kind of be like, well, I kind of, this is, this is my job and I need to kind of show what I do. And I don't want, I don't want other women to kind of be like, did you see her? Apparently some, she's a model, but did you see how what she was wearing? Oh, skin la, la. Like, I, I must say coming as I'm getting older, kind of bothering me less and less. But there was a point where I used to not tell people what I did for a living because you're, you are instantly judged. Women like to feel good to other women. We want to kind of be like, you look great or you look, you know, wow, what did you do to your skincare and stuff? And I think the reason why we are obsessed with youth is because we want to feel good and look good for other, for other people, not just ourselves. Well, more so for yourselves and then 
as well as other people. But there's also that thing where Nadine must get it. I, I know I definitely get it because I've never hidden my age because I, if you if you hide it or you've told somebody some way where they you know you you've got to do the math constantly haven't you to say what did I say to this person what did I say to so I think I'm not going there I'm very straightforward and direct so I've yeah. always said my age and touch wood maybe my genes it allows me that I haven't got so many wrinkles but I definitely have pigmentation issues and things that are that have come with my age but the other pet peeve is when people say you look really good for that age what does that what, what, oh, what the hell does that God. mean what does that mean like you know like i'm giving what it out competition that i really am the most youthful looking near 60 year old uh. out there you know and i'm doing that it's not that i think we should just say you look great irrespective of exactly. whatever that is but people do yeah. do that with a but proviso do this yeah. do that you know yeah. I'm with you completely, Ruby. I think the first step in this is women need to start owning how old they are. So when Mm. people ask me on social media, they went, I don't mean to be rude, but can I ask you how old you are? And I always say exactly how old I was Mm. down to the nearest day. Sometimes I'll even go with next week. Actually, I'm going to be a year older. So one, you should not be ashamed of of how old you are. And the only reason that there's a shame around age is because people are supposed to keep it a secret. And I just simply don't understand that lack of honesty. And I think the fact that I found out that you were a year and a half older than me, Ruby, is basically, I just look at you and I just say, I can aspire to being like Ruby. I can aspire to being like Helen Mirren. (laughs) I can aspire to being Susan Sarandon. I can aspire to being Julianne Moore, bearing in mind in my background as a journalist, I've interviewed all of these women. And I, what they do is they basically almost hold their age up as like a standard bearer. And they say, I am whatever. I remember interviewing Helen Mirren in Cannes last year. Hmm. And she was on one of those rotations where she's got 20 minutes with every person. And I thought, as I sat down to her, everybody else sat down and said, hello, I'm so-and-so from the BBC. I'm hello from the Telegraph. And as I sat down, I thought, well, I'm going to have to introduce myself to Helen Mirren. She's not going to know who the hell I am. So I sat down and I said, oh, bet she Helen, did. She, we, no, 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 we were being mic'd up. And I, I said, oh, hello, Helen. Um, uh, so I'd followed Sky and I'd followed the BBC. I said, just to let you know, I, I'm a YouTuber and I have a YouTube channel for older women. And we all mic'd up and she sat down she leant across she put her hand on my arm and she said you don't know what older is Mm. because age is perspective so I was 57 at the time I'm currently 58 and she was 73 or 74 to her I was young yes and that's really important that Mm. to her she thought just as you said at the beginning to Louise how old are you Louise Mm. It's all a matter of perspective. Mm. So to a 20-year-old, Louise is older. Yes. But to us, Louise is younger. Mm. My my daughter is 33. And she, it was so funny that like, she got married 2019 and it was in a it was a beach holiday and everyone's in a bikinis and I had to train for one of the other second times in my entire life where I've had to go into some rigorous training but not so much for her but because my ex-husband would be there with his wife and what and I just wanted to be (laughs) I'm all right you know so life is too short embrace every single moment of it and the older you get the realize the the more you realize how fast life goes by absolutely Absolutely. oh my gosh absolutely Uh, and it's not dooming and glooming either there's it's it's really there are certain things now where 
I make a bit more effort with my makeup. So it's not just how it looks, but how it feels to my skin. You know, if mm. I'm, I'm at the tail end of menopause now, but during that, I also didn't want to just cover myself because I had to feel that my skin was breathing. And mm. I, if I did get a bit of a flush or a hot sweat or something that I was able to cope. And then there are certain things when I think, if I smile, because I'm not a grumpy old sod, I'm going to have a few lines there. I put a bit of concealer, that looks a bit better than anything, but I don't need it to be airbrushed to death. It's okay. Mm. I feel, mm. I feel okay. It feels, it feels great. Like my husband now takes out of me because I had a piercing in my ears when I was 52. And he goes, I can't believe you've just done that. What's a 60-year-old woman? And he would say, what's a 60-year-old woman like you having extra piercings? And I said, I'm not 60 and nothing wrong with being 60. And I just thought, now I can actually carry it off. You know, I'm not going to have a piercing in my belly button, but I wanted these ones in my ears and they look great. I think they look great and I'm just going to have it and that's it. So, yeah, absolutely. Rock it. Absolutely. Again, going back to my mom, like as you can tell, she's a massive inspiration of mine. <laughs> but she, uh, as she once said to me, and, and this, I, I love this, this, uh, this saying. She said to me, you've got to get better with age. Otherwise, what's the point? And I was like, that is brilliant. In a way, people used to do that in, in press releases in the back of, all the brands, but now I think they realise they've got to move on from that. And I think there's been lots of yeah. steps taken that way, that it is more pre-aging, yeah. that we've all changed our language. I, we have. Yes, and then, thank and then when they don't, we do bring them up to it, don't we? So whether, whether it's Nadine yeah. or someone like Jane Cunningham, we just, we do bring them up on it saying, can you find a better way to make this more palatable than just saying anti-aging? <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. It's, it's, a very, it's dated, isn't it? It's very dated. Well, we're coming towards the end of the podcast. So let's just end on some positive notes here. What brands do you think? And I think we've mentioned a few here. What brands do you feel reflect you that are inclusive to you? And I shall start and I shall say I agree with you, Ruby, 100%. Uh, L'Oreal Paris, okay. I think, have broken so yeah. many boundaries yep. by signing yep. Susan Sarandon, Helen Mirren, mm. um, Jane Fonda. I think they've done an incredible job. And I have to say, a lot of that credit, actually, for Helen Mirren goes to the UK press office, and it was the UK office yes. that hired her. Yes. And in Paris, they didn't want her. And then the UK office pushed for her, and she was so successful that she's now signed globally. Brilliant. And I just thought, that wow. was an absolute landmark moment. And I think the same for Edward Enifel when he did his age issue for Vogue. Yes. It was the best selling supplement they'd Absolutely. ever done. Yes. So I think people like uh, Vogue and I think like social media, obviously, I think people like uh, myself and Caroline and all those people out there, sort of yourself, the standard bearers. But what other brands do you feel speak to yourself? I, I think you've, you've, you've just said all my favorite ones that I was going to say. I mean, spot on. There's somewhere from the UK, we're quite good standard bearers, you know, like we push things out there and then it is accepted by the global market. Mm. But Avino with yeah. someone like Jennifer Aniston, who is 50, I think she's 51 now. So mm. slowly there's a yeah. bit more of, of that coming in. Dove. They were really good with their different sizing and stuff, but yeah, they, they were good with, with diverse. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know what? It would be lovely to see a bit more. And, and it's, 
the fact that you're asking us and it's hard to come up with 10 names and mm. all the ones that Nadine has mentioned are the ones on our list, you know? Yeah, so it's yeah. Quite, it's quite hard. Okay, so I think Revlon, absolutely 10 years ago when they signed people like Oprah and stuff like that and they did yes. all those amazing campaigns. But I feel like the the fact that L'Oreal Paris were prepared to put themselves out there and then by association, the L'Oreal group, and you walk around these stores and you see these campaigns and your heart sings. Yeah. But I, I think the fact that we can name them on one and a bit hands is, is, is sad because it should just be standard. People are trying, but unless the decision makers, until those people are mm. poked, until it's uncomfortable for them, I don't know what else we can do. Well, it's like I would say to the, in the recent social events with Black Lives Matter, yes. until more BAME people have a seat at the table, they won't That's be reflected back. It. And so what's interesting, I think, throughout my career is you now have women CEOs of beauty companies. So you have Sunabi, who is a trans woman, who is now the CEO of Coty in the UK. And you have um, Vasiliki, who's now the CEO of Unilever. So when women like you and I run businesses, we will reflect ourselves yes. back. It's a simple process of slowly climbing a ladder and slowly changing society for the best and reflecting it back. And if you can't be a CEO, Create your own feed. I say time and time again to women, when people come up to me and go, I can't believe you did it. And I say, if I can do it, oh, you can do it. If you feel if you feel invisible on YouTube, if you feel invisible on Instagram, if you feel invisible on Facebook, put your face out there. Yes. Your face is perfect as it is. If I can do it, you can do it. And it's mm. that's such an important, empowering message to every single person out there. If you feel ignored... You need to put your head above the you parapet to make some noise. and you will be reflected back. Yeah. We Amen. all need to make some noise, Ruby <laughs> Hammer. I love what Nadine said. And in a funny way, look, I did a startup, which is last year with my own little brand. And I could only afford, because it was, I didn't have all those funds. I could afford three models and I picked a sort of, you know, like a diversive one. And then I was in the front of it. So that was my age bit. Whereas if somebody said to me, well, we don't have an older lady. And I'm like, well, I was 57 reflecting my brand and I didn't have to pay me. So mm. if you don't, if you mm. can't see that and you keep associating, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's Ruby and Ruby and Millie from 20 years ago, more fool you. I am at this and I couldn't pay another model of that age. I'm the face of it. So thank you, Nadine. I'm doing the best I can <laughs> in that way. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think so. For all of us, the secret is to have a voice and use your voice because the minute we start being heard, we will be taken more seriously. So thank you, Louise. Thank you, Ruby. Oh, thank, you. thank you. Absolutely brilliant to see you on lockdown. Thanks. Bye. Bye.